You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. Welcome to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, and our executive director and founder, Mike Neal's birthday is today. So it got me to thinking, what if we gave a gift to the listeners on Mike Neal's birthday? So we're giving you a peek into a class that happened, Vertex Live Nationwide. This is a class that happens every spring and every fall. And on Mike's birthday in 2021, he was talking about coaching for performance. Here's a little bit of a sneak peek into what we learn at Vertex Live Nationwide from Mike on his birthday. Now, when you look at the top, what do you see? Four types of performance behaviors. I wanna make sure that you understand what we're saying here. This is not four types of employees. I do not describe employees this way. Why? Mike Neal is willing and able, I'm willing and able to teach Vertex Live Nationwide. So what should you do with Mike Neal in that regard? You should get him to train other trainers on how to do it. And you need to tell Mike Neal, you do a good job when you do that. Mike Neal is willing but unable to do emotional intelligence training. Why? Because I haven't been certified to do it. How would I become eligible? Mike Neal would have to go through a certification training so he can train emotional intelligence. So Mike Neal is willing and able to teach Vertex Live Nationwide. He's willing but unable. The same guy to be willing but unable to teach emotional intelligence. I am unwilling but able to teach a course on collections. Right? Now, I could teach it, but I so much don't want to teach it that I would tell Taylor, I'm not doing that. You know, I don't want to do that. And he was like, oh, okay, well, you know, but we need somebody to teach this course. So what are you going to do to make sure you teach this course? Well, I guess I'll have to write it, I guess. Okay. Now, see, in the same personage, personage, I can be those three things. So it depends on how you define the performance but you're not describing Mike Neal as willing, able, or Mike Neal is willing, unable. There are things I'm willing and able to do. There's things I'm willing but unable to do, and some things I'm unwilling but able to do. Now, what about this bottom quadrant, Mike? Well, guess what? When I've trained you as much as I can train you, and I've confronted it with you multiple times, then I quit coaching you. Because every coaching move I have, guys, is right here. I'm so excited about sharing this with you. I'm literally about to have like a conniption fit. Now, we have those in the South. You don't have those up North. But um, a hissy fit is also a Southern thing I could have. So, but guys, what I'm telling you is this. I'm so excited about sharing this with you because you're, you're going to be able to co- coach so much more 
elegantly now, if you understand this, once I've given you the training, you need to do the job. And if you've chosen not to use that training, meaning you're unwilling but able, and I say, what are you going to do to implement it? I'm going to do this. And then you don't. What are you going to do now? I'm going to do that. And then you don't. There comes a time when I quit coaching you. How does that sound? Jeff, here's one thing that's obvious to me. I care more about this than you do. And I can tell that because we've given you training on how to do it. This is the third time we've talked about it. In the previous conversations, Jeff, you said what you were going to do differently, but you haven't implemented that. Listen to what I'm about to say. I'm not going to coach you on this anymore. I'm simply going to hold you accountable for your performance in this area. See, if I'm not willing to quit coaching you and simply move to accountability, then I become codependent. I become sharing from the story. Of, I'm just going to keep working at it, working at it, working at it. And Jeff goes, all he's ever going to do is talk to me about it. And I'll give him a solution every time and not implement it. This is easy. So there does come a time when you quit coaching someone so that they'll go, wait, what? Can you imagine if you said that to an employee? Here's what's obvious to me. I care more about your performances in this area than you do. And I can tell that because we've given you the training you need and we've addressed this multiple times and it's still not where it needs to be. I'm not going to coach you anymore. I'm simply going to hold you accountable. Your employees, especially in a world of country club coaches, have probably never heard that said to them before. And here's what I'll tell you. Eight out of 10 employees you say that to will turn around. You will fire so few people because they're going to go, dude, I'm getting written up for this. Now, here's what I find amusing. Oh, it's so sad. Jeff lost his job. Jeffrey lost his job. Isn't that something? So sad he lost it. No, Jeff did it so much, so wrong that I had to tell him to stop it. He said he would. And then he kept doing it so much, so wrong. I said, Jeff, seriously, stop it. And then he had to keep doing it so much, so wrong that I say, I'm not going to coach you on this anymore, Jeff. I'm going to hold you accountable. We'll call that an oral warning. And then he had to keep doing it so much, so wrong after two effective confrontations and one, I'm not going to coach anymore, that he gets a written warning. And then he's got to keep doing it so much, so wrong that we give him a probation. And then he's got to keep doing it now so much, so wrong that we say, Jeff, you don't work here anymore. And then we say, I'm so sad Jeff lost his job. Dude, I lose my keys. I lose my driver's license. It's called an accident. But if I take my keys, throw it over the fence into the daycare center across the street, I didn't lose my keys. I gave my keys away. Would you agree with me? We talk about people losing their job, like some thunderbolt came in and just took Jeff out. He was just standing there doing his thing and lightning struck him. Oh, terrible accident. No. Here's what Jeff said. 
I want someone else to have my job because I hate it so much. So there does come a time when you have to quit coaching people. And some of the country club coaches, they can't ever get there or they won't let themselves get there. Okay, so what am I showing you? I'm showing you the reasons people underperform. And there are three reasons people underperform. They're either willing to do it and unable to do it. How do I resolve that? Training. Or they are unwilling but able to do it. How do I resolve that? I confront that behavior. I'm going to teach you how to do that in just a moment. And then once I've trained people, confronted the behavior two times. I always say there's no more than two times I'm going to confront you on any specific behavior before I'm then going to determine you are not unwilling able, you are unwilling and unable, and I'm going to quit coaching. What do I do with my employees? who are meeting or exceeding expectations in a particular area. I want to give them more of that work to do and tell them how much I appreciate that. Okay, Mike, how might a performance meeting sound? You ready? How might a performance meeting sound? Okay. Scott and I are in a performance meeting. Scott's my employee. I'm Scott's manager. It might sound like this. Hey, Scott, thanks for meeting with me. I enjoy getting together every month and talking about your progress and your development. You know, Scott, there's so many things that you do well. You're, 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 you have such high energy and you're very engaging and you really did a great job running this business development program. I think you just nailed it. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate that. And um, I'm going to give you this gift card for uh, Ice Fisher, Ice Fishing uh, Illustrated Magazine. Basically, it's just a picture of a bunch of frozen people uh, on a lake, but you might like those pictures. And um, so I just want to tell you, thank you for that. One of the things I want you to now, let's shift. One of my, that was willing and able. You know, Scott, one of the things I want you to learn how to do is I want you to learn how to um, use the um, uh, iPad as a whiteboard so that we can make our presentations even more dynamic. So I want you to take this class, all right? So Scott is willing and able to be engaging, dynamic, write a business development course, he is willing but unable to understand how to use the iPad as a whiteboard. Now, I'm going to make something up because there's nothing Scott's unwilling to do. Trust me, having worked with him for several months, there's nothing he's unwilling to do. Um, so uh, I'll make one up. Uh, Scott, one of the things that you're going to need to be able to do is you're going to need to learn you're, you're going to need to be able to do X. So, you know, I've trained you on how to do that, but you don't seem to be implementing it. What are you going to do differently to implement that training that we gave you? See, because in that area, he's unwilling but able. See, I can have this entire performance coaching meeting now 
where I recognize the areas in which he's meeting or exceeding expectation, tell him where he needs to training to be able and confront him on something he has not implemented that he agreed upon implementing. And guess what I just have now? A performance meeting that is through the roof. Okay, so you say, okay, Mike, it makes sense. It's very simple. I get it. But how do I get here? Like, there's got to be some rubric. What do I do? Do I just guess that they're unable or just guess that they're unwilling? No. Let's keep going. We're going to see this grid again. It's so important, you're going to see it again. So if I'm an effective manager and there's a performance problem, what am I going to do? I'm going to handle the problem because it's not going to simply go away. Problems that aren't handled metastasize. You got strep throat. You don't go to the doctor and get antibiotic. That becomes scarlet fever and people die of that. So if you see a performance problem, handle it because it's not going to get better by you ignoring it. Who wants to ignore it? Which, which coach do we say wants to ignore it? Country club. Which one wants to handle the, pro the problem right here, right now in public? The directive coach. Neither one of those are very effective. A performance meeting is a great way to do this, one-on-one, -on -one, and that's what the adult coach does. Next, I've got to determine what is the cause of the problem. All right, guys, this is really important, really important. Stick with me here. This is one of the more important things I'm going to say in our time to go today. And it can be confusing, so I don't want it to be. Everything that you see an employee do is a symptom. The problem is either willing, unable, unwilling, able, or unwilling, unable. I'll give an example. Steve is coming into work late. Steve is either willing but unable to come into work on time. He is, or he is unwilling but able to come into work on time or he is unwilling and unable to come into work on time. Margaret is not meeting balancing expectations. That's the symptom, because I can see that. The problem is either Margaret is unwilling, but able to be in balance, willing, but unable to be in balance, or unwilling and unable to be in balance. James is not treating his coworkers with respect. That's the symptom. The problem is either James is, uh, is willing but unable to treat his coworkers with respect, <coughs> unwilling but able to treat his coworkers with respect, or unwilling and unable to keep the coworkers with respect. I got a cough. You can tell that. That's a symptom. Something's causing that cough. Uh, you're going to, you, uh, you have a brain tumor and you're going to die, Mike Neal. All right. Maybe let's slow your roll on that, doctor. What could be making me cough? <clears throat> I could have COVID. I could have a cold. I could have just eaten day-old popcorn, and I got a husk 
caught my throat. Or it could be ragweed. And the ragweed is out in vengeance in Nashville, Tennessee, especially in the afternoon. And what did I do on break? Went outside and sat on the porch. So do you cure my cough the same way? Do you prescribe for COVID what you do for ragweed? Not if you're an accredited doctor. See, guys, how you define the problem will determine the resolution you choose. And what I want to tell you is this. Quit identifying the problem as what you see. Lindsay's coming into work late. That's a symptom. The problem is she's either unwilling or unable to come into work on time. You with me on that? If you're with me, give me, give me a hand or give me a something, give me a nod, jump up and down, something. And this is game breaker. Guys, this is groundbreaking because what happens, guys, is this. If I don't do it this way, what do I do? I sit down with Lindsay and I'll go, Lindsay, you've been coming into work late a lot. What's up with that? Oh, yeah. Um, traffic's crazy, dude. And, uh, you know, we moved. We moved over there. And, you know, Saginaw, man, they, people say if you could drive in Saginaw, you could drive anywhere. Now, I've never heard that before ever from anybody. Yeah, Saginaw is crazy with traffic, man. So, um, Sandy is out of balance. Sandy, what's going on with your balancing? I don't know. I, I'm trying. I mean, I, I'm like, I've been real focused on it, but just I'm just like going through a bad spell. You see, when you ask an employee about the symptom, you don't get anywhere. Quit asking the employee to explain their symptoms. Okay, Mike Neal, Mr. Smart Guy, what do I say then? What I do is this. I determine whether Lindsay is unwilling or unable to come into work on time or if Sandy is unwilling or unable to be in balance, and then I, my conversation is determined by that. Let's, so how would I determine that, Mike? How would I determine if it's unwilling or unable? This way, I'm gonna ask five questions. That's all I need, five questions. Does Lindsay perform other tasks effectively? Yes. Does Lindsay have a history of coming into work late? Yes. Are there others that are coming into work on time? Uh, duh, yeah. Does Lindsay know that she's not meeting expectations? Yeah, because I talked to her about it the other day. And this is the most important one, guys. Has Lindsay ever come to me and said, I want to let you know I've been coming into work late. Here's what's going on. I'm having a very difficult family situation that I can't go into right now. 
I'm doing everything I can, and I promise I'll turn it around. No, no. The only time we brought it up is when I bring it up. And that's the best sign. When you have to initiate the conversation, that's your best predictor that the person is unwilling. I'll say it again. This is so important. A willing employee will come to you and say, I need your help. An unwilling employee will wait on you to address it. Tell me I'm wrong. And you won't. Well, let's deal with mean old Sandy. You know, she's not balancing. She's making us crazy too. So it's not just Lindsay. It's Sandy and Lindsay both. So remember, Sandy's not balancing. So does Sandy do other things effectively? Yes. Does she have a history of less than effective performance and balancing? No. This is completely out of the blue. Is she doing as well as others in a similar position? No. Does she know she's not meeting balancing expectations? Yes. Has she ever come to me to ask for help? Yes. She came to me yesterday and she said, I don't want to lose my job. I know I'm not balancing. Something is wrong. I can't figure it out. I'm going to take all that and stir it up. And what I'm going to say is, I believe that Sandy is willing but unable to be in balance. And I want to go up there and watch how she's conducting her drawer, how she's conducting some transactions. I want to go back through her transaction record and see if she's uh, buying and selling cash appropriately, uh, whether she's doing any cash advances uh, or credit card payments. Uh, I, I want to look at that. And what would I do there? I would not confront that behavior. I would do training. I'm an observer. I'm going to work with her. Because what do I do if I believe somebody's underperforming because they're unable? Train it. What if they're unwilling? I confront it. Well, happy birthday, Mike, and hope you listeners are ready for round two. That's coming up in part two of this birthday series on Mike's birthday, where he was teaching Vertex Live nationwide during his birthday in 2021. So we are giving a gift to the listeners, uh, a little sneak peek into what is taught in Vertex Live nationwide. Sign up. Uh, we'll put some links in the show notes for our 2023 seasons uh, of Vertex Live nationwide coming up here in the spring and the fall. All right, stay tuned for part two coming up next. And happy birthday, Michael Neal.